Oh, it's the stuff. Jordan, big dog oh. ball talk. Matt Eichhorn. Jordan Flegel. There you go. This is a good one. Uh, producer Alex. I'm sure he's not going to be happy with me yelling uh, right off the bat to start the podcast. But it makes it easy. Why not? Uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think the people love it. Uh, get us that big dog ball talk if you like to hear me scream right at the beginning. It's good for your eardrums to bring up uh, the immunity just in case uh, you know the, the war ever breaks out. Yeah, uh, yeah. But this is Matt Eichhorn and Jordan Flegel. Uh, big dog ball talk. And this was a pretty big weekend, Jordan, of NBA action. Uh, of course, we're going to be recapping uh, Game 6 as well as previewing Game 7, baby. Game 7, nothing easy. Nothing easy. And that's what we saw uh, this weekend, that's for sure. As well as we're going to get into some uh, the latest uh, NBA Twitter burner controversy. Uh, <laughs> as well as uh, a new hiring uh, in the, 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 for the, uh, the behind the bench. For the Milwaukee Bucks, uh, how how this is going to affect the Raptors? Because uh, of course everything has to go back to the Raps. Yeah. But first, Jordan, let's dive right into it. There's no point in fiddling around or diddling around, uh, unless you had some kind of major life uh, announcement to make. But uh, I feel no. like uh, you know you 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 you're, you're standing pat right now. Yep, I am. Game six, Jordan. To, I, I said it to you while we were watching it. Uh, you know, I, it might have been easily that was the best game of this year. Uh, if oh, yeah. not one of the best games that I think I've seen in my lifetime, uh, start to finish entertainment, uh, that, that was all you wanted to see in a, in a game with such high stakes goes back and forth down to the wire. And, uh, at the end of the day, the Boston Celtics put that shot up with one tenth of a second and they were eliminated from the NBA playoffs. And, uh, one tenth of a second later, yeah. they were moving into a game seven, uh, at the depth, Derek white with that putback rebound. Insane, uh, you know. I, I think with the best way that we can do this uh, crazy, you know, sequence justice is to just go back a few minutes before that and just kind of break down how we even got to that spot. Because Jordan, I mean, who in their right mind really thought that? I mean, it only would have put them up. Uh, you know, they only had to score once, but three seconds on the clock. It was, yeah. uh, you know, a, a controversial three seconds, depending on uh, you know uh, who, uh-huh. who's asking. I mean, they yes. show the uh, the. They, they've, they've shown where they, they mark that foul from, but, I mean, uh, there's a lot of people uh, that uh, don't agree with that one, uh, but, you know, we're going to get into that. But Jimmy Butler gets the foul call, three-point shot with technically three seconds left on the clock, hits all three of them after he had been spotted from the line. I mean, Jordan, this was yep. the most high-pressure free throws you could ever be taking. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That, that was, uh, you know, they were even saying on the broadcast, like, you, you got to do something to try and ice Jimmy uh, at the foul line. You yep. go, go talk to him, go into the lane at the last minute, uh, you know. Uh, yeah, I, I can't remember, um, you know, we've, we've had high-pressure free throws before, but, you know, to, to, you know, with that amount of time left, having to hit three, and, yeah, you know, even missing one, you still go to overtime, and who knows your chance. You've got to make all three, and then you're going to the finals as long as you defend the final shot. That was, that was some clutch shit that, that Jimmy did. Right. And, uh, yeah, he, he made all three. I mean, they, they, they didn't go right in, but, but he, he, he put them all in, and, you know, that, that, that's all that mattered. And, uh, yeah, I, like, even the way that he got them was in such a Jimmy way, just kind of roving, just going to the corner. It's, it's kind of like, what, 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 what are you even doing, Jimmy? But you know, he he knew that he had Al Al Horford on him, and you know he could he had baited him before. Well, he had gone at him before and got that and one uh, on over Horford like a minute before that, mm-hmm. and uh, he know, was getting targeted out there, big time. There, yeah, I, I think even that the 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 the, the, the I think the play he got the and one. Nobody even 
like went and stepped in front of Jimmy. No. He had a wide open lane to the bucket. It was insane. I, I, I th- that was one of the biggest mental like lapses I've seen on the Boston Celtics part all game long. Well, the the, the whole final ten minutes or whatever when the Celtics were up ten was a whole big mental lapse, which is the exact yeah. same thing that happened in Game Seven in Miami last year, uh, where mm-hmm. the Celtics looked like they had the game in hand and the the Heat come roaring back, and then you know it was it, it seemed it, this game really seemed like. It was going to be a, a, you know, everything was going to go right for Miami versus last year when Jimmy obviously misses that transition three-point shot off the front mm-hmm. rim that would have, uh, you know, put them ahead. They lose. Um, but, you know, it, it, it seemed like, you know, he, he Jimmy did literally everything he could. You know, all, all the plays he made down the stretch after having a fucking awful shooting night. Like, still, 5 for 21 on the night. Like, that's yeah, what he finished back, with. Back-to-back, not really great scoring games. I mean, all, all things considered. Yeah, yeah I mean, he hasn't he got been 20, 24 points, half of those came from the charity strike. Yeah, yeah. But, again, it's Jimmy at the end of, the, at the end of a close game. That's why we say, we, we, you know, we, that, that's why he is, he has that reputation as, you know, one of the best playoff performers. He knew exactly how to get it done. Um, mm-hmm. and, and he got his team ahead literally by a fucking hair, uh, you know, by the skin of his teeth, just being savvy, uh, and, you know, doing what he does. Um, and so, I don't know, man. The fact that they lost that game. Like, when that Derek White, I mean, uh, when I was watching it live, I just... I knew, you know, it's 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 always hard to know, like you know, how much time something takes, because like, you know, with three seconds, you can get a dribble off before you shoot. You can even get, if you're really quick with it, a couple dribbles, pull up and shoot. But so when it came to Marcus Smart, he got it out of his hands pretty much right away. He shot it right away. Um, but like when when Derek White goes in there to crash. Um, like initially live, I thought it wasn't going to be good. I thought he was going to be late because the ball fucking rattled around the rim for a while. But three seconds is a lot of time. If you shoot it right away, you know, it's going through the air, it comes off. Yep. And then, you know, it was clear to everyone right off that, that first replay uh, that they showed that he got it in uh, yeah. in time. Well, but- I, I even, I'm, I'm not trying to toot my own horn here, but even live, I knew that that was a clear, even though it was only a tenth of a second, I, I thought that I thought it was good right away. I, I know a lot of people uh, that had, had the, a different experience with that one, but I was like, holy shit, this is a, one of the craziest finishes you could ever see. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, I thought it was going to be close. I thought maybe he was just going to be holding it. But, like, I mean, it, it was literally within the tenth of a second. Like, he wanted to yeah. get it out of his hands. Like, 0.2 or 0.1? I think it was I think it was 0.1. And, and to be fair, I, I'm also a big believer. Like, whenever I see, a, like, a, a basket go in, when, the like, the buzzer goes off, I just believe it's in. Oh, I don't yeah. care if it That's was, like, a... Do like, so the, they'll do the release, and it's, like, uh, it's still, like, completely in their hands. But when I was watching live, I'm like, no, that was clean. Yeah. He got that off. Just count it. Count the bucket. Just the eye test is good enough. I think I know yeah but no it was uh like yeah I mean to to, to stick with the free throws um you know we can dissect the white thing a little bit more too but yeah the 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 whole everything that the heat did to come back there like they 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 played tough defense they made the Celtics kind of uncomfortable they weren't really in their normal flow of the offense they were taking bad shots um and yeah it was it was impressive it's just such a such a fucking heartbreaking way to lose like I, and I was I was fucking stunned I was like watching the game streaming it on my phone just fucking like what real really grinding the, it. The, the the fact that they did all that and didn't come away with the win is yeah. uh is heartbreaking and I mean yeah like I mean I, I I'm, I'm glad we're getting a game seven this is this is gonna be fucking awesome this is uh, I, this is 
maybe the most anticipated Game 7 of my life watching it. Because, like, you know, maybe aside from the 2016 3-1. Yeah, that was the only one I was going to say, I think. But this is a a big one. And, I mean, even, like, and then the winner plays the Nuggets. And no matter who, who, what this matchup is going to be, I'm I'm excited. Which is more than I can say from years past. I mean, there's been years where, you know, there's, uh, hasn't been exactly the most anticipated finals matchups but uh this one no matter what we're gonna get some good basketball yeah yeah and and last before i hand it back over matt i mean last thing uh we've clowned this guy for a long time he's played better in this series and he's got some time but come on duncan robinson you got to hit one of those two open shots you got man you got two absolutely wide open threes you should have hit one yeah he he was and all things considered i mean five for 11 shooting and he missed those last two threes you know he he, he was solid he 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 did hit some big threes. I 100% agree. I think it's a good shout out. Uh, you know, a guy who uh, you know I kind of looked past because again, like it's like he's still doing shit for being paid 90 million dollars over five years. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he's obviously I think uh, two years into that deal now. Uh, but I mean, yeah, as a whole, he 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 played well. Uh, you know, they love bringing up all these undrafted guys. But yeah, both of those three pointers that he had that could have won them the game. Yep. Looking behind sight. I mean, he yeah, you have to hit one of them. Because yeah. there was there was no one in his area code, and I nope. thought both were going to go down. Uh, but yep. I mean, at, at the end of the day, that's you kind of get live live by the three, die by the three. And mm-hmm. uh, when you're playing a Boston Celtics team that only hits seven three pointers, you know you think you're going to come away with the win there. Yep. Uh, but uh, it wasn't meant to be. Uh, you know, the before you know we really take a deep dive into the you know some of the the, the other aspects of this this game. I mean, the the Heat. This was. I don't know how to really summarize this one because they boxed out correctly on that final play. They did everything that they could have done correctly, but they still get the wrong result. Uh, like even Joe Missoula, and I think that uh, the Denver Nuggets. Like uh, here's a tidbit, uh, my, Coach Mike Malone. Uh, great to meet you, man. I know you're a longtime <laughs> listener, for, uh, first time, uh, first time caller. Uh, listen, man. If you're ever in a two point situation, one point situation, three point situation, anything with the game on the line, just know. That Joe Missoula will be giving the ball to Marcus Smart. Yep, it is crazy. Every single game of this whole year, I like maybe there's one or two, you know, maybe Tatum or Brown just said, "Fuck it," like let me have a chance at a buzzer beater during the regular season. But <laughs> through the playoffs, that has been their play: decoy yep. Jalen Brown, decoy Jason Tatum, and then just let Marcus Smart take a really weird contested three, trying to catch them sleeping. Yeah, uh, and it didn't really work. But I gotta give Marcus Smart credit. That shit was online. Like, it was. It, like when I saw it coming up, I was like, "This might even rattle in." After I saw it hit the rim a couple times, I thought it might go up and in still. But that's uh, the, that's the it, crazy thing about the playoffs. I mean, Derek White gets this crazy tip in. If they, if that, if if he's not there, if that, and and Eric Spolster said it too. He was like, "We covered everything pretty nicely on that play." Yeah. If, if like that was the only place the ball could have bounced for it to have hurt them, like right into streaking Derek White's hands, like to the rim. Anywhere else, you're good. Like, Jason Tatum crashed, but he wasn't going to get the ball. No one else was around there. The Heat had everything else covered. But, like, could you imagine if the Celtics go out, you know, after almost winning this game, collapsing, falling apart, blowing a 10-point lead late, and then having Marcus Smart be the one take your shot at the end of your season? Like, this is all the stuff about Missoula and the Celtics we were saying after they were down 0-3, everyone would be saying again. But now they, you know, that's just wiped away because they got the win. Um, it's yeah. it's crazy, man. The the NBA playoffs, it's uh, it's on the fucking you know tip of a knife, man. It can go one way or the other. It's, yeah. it's why we love it. Yeah, well, it's it, it it is crazy to think about. And I mean, Missoula, I'll, I'll give them this. Like, I mean, you're t- you're 100 right that it, you know, a loss. We're talking about this entirely differently. Yeah. Uh, but he, they he had did, that game. Didn't... They had control of it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and they've they, they've 
He's ha- he's made improvements. He's made adjustments. He's done the right thing. But he still has so many. He's so raw. Like I don't yeah. know if I've had a co- like we had a coach like ever that we've been like yeah this coach is raw. This coach doesn't really know. Like that's weird at the NBA level to have a coach that's doing little things wrong. But uh, I mean I I I, I won't take a hundred percent credit for noticing this. Uh, you know it's, uh, some basketball uh, analyst. Uh, uh, not even analyst, uh, someone who reviews film, posts their little tidbits. Uh, a, a great play here, uh, or a great strategy, rather, on the defensive end. You know, Jalen Brown, once he got into those that foul trouble, five fouls, you know, the Heat were trying to target him. They did a great job, you know, making sure that he was making switches before he actually needed to make a switch. Yep. Whenever his man was coming to set a screen, yep. he would switch off before that. Yep. You don't have Jalen Brown in this game. You know, it's a, it's a different story. I mean, he he still didn't have, like, the best game of his, his career. I mean, 26 and 10 is no joke. You know, over 50% shooting. He's got to stop shooting three-pointers. <laughs> I don't know why. Don't know, don't know who keeps telling him that this is a good shot for him. Yeah. Uh, but, but overall, like, as far as the Celtics' play goes, as long as they can do this again, they should be able to get the win in Game 7. Uh, I mean, they've got all the momentum behind them. They're going to have the home court advantage. All the pressure really is on Miami at this point because they're the ones that I are uh, looking down the barrel of blowing this lead. If the Celtics blow it, people will say, you know what? Uh, obviously still disappointing. You lose to an eight seed. But at the end of the day, you were the ones that made this historic comeback. You've attempted to make this comeback. Uh, but so I, 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 but the only thing that could give them pressure, I think, is playing in front of their home crowd. Yeah. But if any, I, I just feel like that should be fueling them more than uh, hindering them. But again, like we said in the modern day, I don't know if uh, playing at home really holds as much value anymore. Well, okay, I, I don't even, I, I, that's that might be true just generally, but for Boston specifically, like the, in front of their home crowd. In the playoffs, I mean, everyone's been talking about it the past few weeks. They're basically 500 at home, and they mm-hmm. all these big games, their big performances have all come on the road. Like last year, Game Six in Milwaukee. Last year, uh, you know, Game Seven in Miami. Uh, going back, you know, through time, even before the Celtics have been this, you know, really really good team. Um, you know, back when the Jays were a bit younger. I mean, they. I know it was LeBron, but they lost Game 7 in 2018, Eastern Conference mm-hmm. Finals, yeah, yeah. at home. Um, Crazy e- that one even went to a Game 7. I know, unbelievable. Um, but, like, you know, there, there's there's been a lot of, like, it's just, you can tell by the energy in that building. Like, the, the, a good example, though, is, like, Game 5, when they came out and just destroyed the heat. The game was over in, like, five minutes. Uh, you know, yeah. and the, the, the crowd the game, was... Game 4, similar similar, uh, similar as well, uh, a little bit later on, but yeah, uh, but both both dominant wins. Yeah, yeah, so like the crowd was, the crowd was totally into it at the Garden, it was, you know, it was it was fucking loud, it was deafening, honestly. They When the Celtics are playing well, and they're at home, I think it helps them, but it's the second that, that they start, you know, sort of wavering a little bit, the crowd gets a little bit mm-hmm. restless, uh, you know, they, they, they start talking. Uh, like, honestly, if, I, if I'm the Celtics in this situation, situation i would rather have to go play game seven against the heat in miami than have to do it back home because I, I i do agree that I mean, the party after would be a little bit more fun in Miami. <laughs> well sure. yeah but you know i and i i agree that you know, the, the pressure is still on miami in the sense that you do not want to be the team that fucking blows up a, a 3-0 lead for the first time obviously mm-hmm. but i i think if you're like just psychologically if you're the celtics like Seeing all of them in the locker room afterwards, Jason Tatum's just kind of standing there on the court, stunned. Like they know that they stole one. I don't think they're, you know, to to, to get a win when they shot twenty percent from three, like you mentioned, uh, yeah. you know, and just no, no one had a good game from behind the arc for the Celtics. To to squeak one away, to know that you know you were, if, if someone resets the fucking clock properly, rather than putting a a ghost uh, almost whole second on there to bring well, it back up to three seconds. Theorist. I'm telling you, man. Uh, Adam Silver 
is out there somewhere doing crazy things. But um, Eric I Lewis think, made the call, man. Yeah, and Eric Lewis, which we'll get into. But uh, like, I think, um, where the hell was I going with this? Yeah, I think that the Celtics, just in a sense, to me, kind of feel like they've they've done it. Like after that game, like they're yeah. like, oh, we've just got we've got it to game seven because that's obviously all your mindset is just get it to game seven. But you still have to fucking win game seven, and I feel like the Heat. Mm-hmm conversely to that are like you know what fuck this we had this in the bag there, there was there was you know only one way again that that ball could have only one place that ball could have went to to mean that you know we we we're going to game seven rather than going to the finals i think they're going to come in fucking angry and motivated whereas the celtics i don't know i, I think it's going to be hard for them to turn around and and refocus after sort of being happy that's why i texted you right after matt i'm, I'm calling it right here on the podcast as well mm-hmm. This this episode better drop before the tip off tonight, so people know. Um, I think the Heat win semi handily tonight. Semi, Interesting. not a blowout, well, but like I think they're going to be up by like ten I, a few minutes left. Well, yeah. What, no, what did you say? You said 12, uh, 12, uh, 12 point lead yep. with uh, two, four minutes left three, or something. Three, two or three minutes left. I'm calling it right now. I'm telling Interesting. you. Interesting. Fan, fans will be booing. That was the <laughs> quote. Yes, that was the quote. Fans and I think, will be booing. And I think I, I think that's going to be true. I think the Garden's going to be pissed. I think they're going to, uh, you know. And I think this will be the most Celtics way to do this to 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 lose to to go down 0-3 hey, well, and come back. I mean, we we've talked about Game Six. Uh, it was a, it was a literally it's almost hard to talk about because it was such a fucking close game. Like it was a yep. perfect game just to watch as a someone who can enjoy watching basketball. Just uh, throw it on. Two teams going head to head. Intense defense. I felt like the the officiating actually, you know, besides you know, the controversy uh, near the end, was actually not that bad. Yep. Didn't think there was any uh, egregious calls throughout the the game. Uh, th- this was just one that everyone could really enjoy. Uh, you know, and. and both teams have made adjustments over the series. I mean, uh, you know, you look at uh, the the Miami Heat. You know, like Kevin Love not playing at all after his shooting struggles. Uh, yep. You know, the, taking him completely out of the lineup. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon also, uh, you know, out now with a with a forearm issue. You know, so both teams are kind of limping towards the finish line here. Uh, which I mean, uh, Denver fans, you should be uh, kind of licking your chops yep. a little bit as your team sits there completely healthy and rested. Uh, this is a uh, as high stakes of a game seven as you said that we've ever seen. I think that. Let's get to the Heat first. We'll take the visitor's side. Miami Heat, what do they got to do to win Game 7 and get back to the NBA Finals for the first time since 2020? Uh, in my mind, Jordan, when I'm looking at this one, it's so it's so clear. And, I mean, they've already done it, but you just got to let that Caleb Martin boy play. Oh. You got to let him do what he's doing. He's arguably their best scorer. I mean, uh, I I don't even know if it's arguable at this point. Uh, I mean, Bam, like, he just can't get the job done offensively. He should not be really taking any shots unless it's an open dunk or layup. Like, I don't want to see him to even try to do a post-up. Yeah. I, I, no, he can't him post and Jimmy, he, 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 he can Yeah. Him and Jimmy should just be taking taking drives to the drives to the rim, let Bam get there for the crash at the glass, uh, and then just get some shooters out there, you know, Duncan Robinson, uh, Gabe Vincent, probably the, uh, the other guy to, to fill that out because – as much as I love him, and you know, uh, the, the, you know, I want to support the Germaniacs out there in the NBA, but Max Struess just—he's de- not getting it done this series. He's—he's—he's <laughs> uh, he's, he's got. He's seeing some ghosts out there. Yeah. He's feeling. He—he uh, he hasn't been himself. He hasn't been shooting the ball well. His defense, which was kind of one of his calling cards throughout his uh, his, his his minimal NBA career so far, uh, you know just hasn't been there uh and you know we saw uh, the the jimmy butler and him have had some altercations on the sideline uh you know professional uh, altercations albeit yeah uh, but Heat still style, Miami Jimmy Heat saying, 
Yeah, yeah, like, what the fuck are you doing, man? Uh, and, and that is kind of what you know, you're know you left with looking at here. Uh, I, I do think that that's kind of where it's going to come down to. And, uh, you know, I think the other side, uh, you know, so as long as you get Caleb Martin in there, you actually, like, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not joking here. Literally draw plays for this guy. Let him get a couple of, like, like, he can win these one-on-ones. I watched him cross over J, uh, Jalen Brown and get to the rim and score difficult, too. Like, yep. he can do this. Yep. Uh, the other guy, and this He'll make or break you. He's your wild card, and you know you should know who this is already, Jordan. But Kyle Lowry, come on, baby. Do you trust him in the fourth quarter over Gabe Vincent? Who? who oh would no, you no, no, no. Have out there. Well, okay. I mean, it depends he, on what. As, as, as you never know what kind of Lowry you're going to get. I know, but it depends. Yeah, it, it's true. It depends on what Lowry's out there. I mean, if if he's if he's playing well, leave him in. I mean, that's what I've seen. Like mm-hmm. what he, he he like these last two years, he just seems to for whatever reason. He either has good games or bad games. Like he doesn't really have middle of the road games that often. Yeah, like, yep, like he either just he's he's on and he's like really helping you, or he's basically like, I mean, going back to game five when the series shifted back to fucking Boston, when the Heat don't have Vincent, Kyle Lowry is starting for them. He comes out and just fucking gives the ball away. It looks like he's forgotten how to dribble. He doesn't know how to do anything. He doesn't take any shots. Yeah. He turned it over a million times. He looked absolutely awful and then couldn't even finish the game. It wasn't even worth it to have him out there. Um, but, like, you go back throughout this series, like, back to the, or, or these, these playoffs, you know, back to the Knicks series, at times during the Bucks series, not so much this series, he hasn't really had a good game in this series, but, like, he, he still has something in him, and, and you know, if, if Game 7, if tonight could be the night that he shows that, that would be awesome, because they need him off the bench, like, I, obviously, you know, I think it's been, it's been made very clear, it's better to go with Vincent, and Vincent looked, in terms of physically how he looked, he looked okay last game coming back. Mm-hmm. Like he wasn't, uh, you know, he didn't shoot the ball particularly well, but he still gave you those 15 points. Um, you know, he was, he was still out there. I, I, ho- hopefully, if you're a Heat fan, you know, more time to rest his his fucking knee or ankle or whatever it was um, will help him and he'll look even even you know better in Game Seven, sort of back like himself because he's been a, a sneaky X factor for the Heat too. Like him and you talk about Struess. Yep. Like when Gabe Vincent is doing his crazy fucking pull ups. Um, and, you know, hitting mid-range shots, getting to the rim. Like, Gabe Vincent is super important for this team. They really missed him, um, you know, when he was out. And and so, obviously, you go with him over Lowry, but when you've got those guys in the starting lineup, you need Kyle to come off the bench and give you something. You need to, like, you know, yeah. when, when he plays the minutes with Duncan Robinson and, and, you know, when Zeller comes in, and you know, we'll, we'll see how many guys Spo actually plays tonight. He might just keep it with, with fucking seven. Like, he, Zeller... I, I think... He, both teams will be seven. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, the Celtics are already... It, well, we'll see what... I don't know what Brogdon's status is for, for tonight, because that's going to be semi-important. I, but. I'm, I'm assuming he's probably... I, I, as far as I know, I, I'm just pulling up a 15-hour-ago report, iffy for Monday. Iffy, okay, yeah. So we'll, we'll see, but, you know, we'll, let's let's not count on it. But, like, yeah, I mean, basically, Cody Zeller comes in to back up Bam Adebayo. I wouldn't be surprised if Bam yeah. just plays the whole game. I mean, it's game seven. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I, he's I, athletic enough. He can do it. He's not like he's a, yeah, he's a like not. a big lumbering seven foot center that can uh, you know Sean Bradley style. Yeah. Like he's he's going to be able to move up and down the court. He can play forty two minutes. Oh yeah, easily. So so you know the, the played forty five uh, game six. Yeah yeah exactly. Yeah, it, it's not going to make much of a difference. And yeah what yeah Cody Cody only got in for two minutes. So they basically played, uh, you know, seven guys. I'm sure that'll happen again. But yeah, you can't have, like. We'll see, you know, how Duncan performs. Like he, he, he comes in and he, 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 like, again, as much as I said, he should have hit one of those 
two shots late. He was still a positive for you, like you said. He's still three yeah. for six overall. Well, you, you have to play. You have to play him. Yes, you, you got, have no other choice. No, you, you've got to come in, and he, he's actually held up okay on defense. Like not not the best, but better than I thought he could do. But like mm-hmm. you can't just have him off your bench. You need another guy to to come in and, and try and give you something, and that's got to be Kyle. There's literally no one else, um, and so he just. I mean, they they. I don't think Miami can afford for him to have like a no-show game. He's got to come in and do something. He's got to come in and even if it's not scoring, uh, you know, he's got to take a few charges, you know, classic annoying Kyle Lowry shit. He's got to do that. And if if there's any game he's going to get up to do it, I trust my guy to 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 do it. You know, in the, what could be the last game of the season, like he he, yeah. there's no reason for him not to lay it out all out on the line here. Um, and and just it, it, last thing I'll say about the Heat, I I just think Jimmy Butler is going to play better. Like he he was awful for through most of that game. I I think there's no way he shoots the ball worse. And I actually like it, the the Heat's role players did what they needed to do in Game Six, and the stars didn't really show up between Butler and Bam. There was really nothing there until the end when Butler came. And I think it'll probably have to be the reverse. I think it's going to have to be Butler and mm-hmm. Bam carrying these guys, both having really good games if they're going to win. Um, and then you know I I don't I, I I wouldn't be surprised if 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 the role players don't shoot as well. Like if Duncan Robinson doesn't shoot it as well, and 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 Vincent and Struess, and maybe even Martin. Um, like I think. I think, you know, classic Game 7 stuff, people are going to be tight. It's going to come down to your stars and yeah. whoever's willing to, to go and take the shots. And I, I just think, I don't know, I, I, I know they've dropped three in a row. I don't want to bet against Jimmy having a good game here. I think, I think he's going to come in and do what he needs to do at the end of the day. And I think, like, I think fucking Al Horford might be getting a bit tired. Like, the way that he was defending there at the end, like, he's, there's a lot going yeah. on for him, like, having to play this entire fucking, you know, uh, uh, series. You know, you've, hey, you've got Rob Williams I mean, coming he, in, but... He's only, that's the thing. He, he played 31 minutes to uh, Robert Williams 17. I mean... I know, but you still want it. You, you, you still need you him out the there. the ball movement. Well, yeah, yeah. And, I mean, you, you, you still, though, at the end of the day, you want Al Horford out there over Time Lord because, you know... Exactly, yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know. I think it's still a lot of minutes built up over the course of seven games. And I think to the extent that Bam has kind of struggled to score against Horford, I think it might... I don't know. I'm, that might I'll get a little this, bit though. easier, uh, you know, with, with yeah. the amount of minutes he's had. But we'll see. But bottom line is Bam he has is- to play better, and so does Jimmy. Yeah, yeah. I think Horford is kind of the, uh, and I think it's a good call out. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I think the Celtics might have figured out the, the Jimmy Butler blueprint, but I, I agree. Yeah, I mean, he, again, he's 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 one of the best players on the planet. Like he can co- he can find a way to go off. Like there's there's definitely yeah. no no questioning that. Uh, but yeah, when I, when I look over at the Celtics, finding their X factor, I mean, uh, you know, Robert Williams is definitely one that stuck out to me. I mean, if you want to just compare Game Six output, uh, you know, without Horford, uh, four points for Horford, ten points for Robert Williams, yeah, seven, Robert, uh, yep. seven rebounds, seven rebounds apiece, just the two more assists for Horford, uh, and on the, the defensive side of the ball, uh, you know, two blocks for Horford uh, and only one for Williams. But again, that's almost double the playing time in favor of Horford. Yeah. And Horford does a lot of shit on the the score uh, or that won't show up on the score yeah. sheet. So I mean, uh, you know, that that needs to be acknowledged. You know, like I said, the ball movement, uh, definitely as much as Williams is probably the better defender, the defensive IQ is still way in favor of uh, Horford, who's played in so many big games. Never in the NBA Finals, though. Uh, so, uh, pardon me, once in the NBA Finals last year. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I was like, wow, it's crazy this guy could be doing this. Uh, and then he had that uh, insane game one and then sucked for the rest of the series. Yep. Uh, but just like in that game one, the key to the Celtics' success last year, key to their success this year, and will be their key to the success in a Game 7 win if they're going to be able to pull it off, 
and we've already said it before, it's a three-point shooting. Come on, the only guys that hit threes for the Celtics were Marcus Smart and Derek White. Seven total three-pointers. Yep. No one else on the team hit even a single three. Yep. Uh, I mean, it, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown can't combine for 0 for 12 shooting from deep. No, if a I couple, cannot believe if, they if, won this game. Yeah, if if this they can six. hit a couple threes each of them, uh, they they you know, uh, like even Horford can go over. That's fine. Uh, if, if Smart and Derek White can hit the same amount of shots, or even just one or two fewer, uh, and you know, even Grant Williams, he was over three. He can shoot the three pointer once in a while. Well, I mean, he had a pretty seven rough, hero. rough around the edges game. Yeah, that's the Last thing. Year. So I, I I'm envisioning that the Celtics aren't going to have this off shooting again. Uh, and I'm I'm laying down my official prediction right here for Game Seven, Jordan. We're getting right into it because this is the X factor, and this is what I think is going to take them over the edge. Watch for Boston. It's going to start out early. They're going to just hit bomb, bomb, bomb. Jason Tatum six three pointers. He's going to hit something crazy, uh, and it's going to be a Celtics game easy uh, in the beginning. The Heat are going to claw back. It's going to be a tough finish, but I do think that the Boston Celtics are just going to have. Too much upside for them to compete with. The Heat are a little bit banged up. I just don't think that they've got the the firepower to make it anymore. Uh, so it was a great run, but I'm gonna I'm riding with the Celtics. They were my pick, Game Seven. I said Celtics in seven. My that pick was, was my Heat pre-guys. in seven. I also took Lakers in six. So I mean, what does that tell you? Yeah. But uh, I, I, we're, I was... uh, I'm, I'm I'm rolling with the Celtics, and yeah, you're you you're sticking with your Heat then. Well, yeah, I, I said Heat in seven before, and in, in the preview, I, 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 if you go back and listen, people, I said ah, I'm tempted to do Heat in six, which looked good. I really want to find out whoever the fuck that timekeeper was that put that fucking <laughs> whatever that was point nine on the clock. Um, Come on, man, show some respect. Was it official? A real regulated official? But, which we're but, gonna get into in just a few seconds. But. Um, you know, I, I changed my predict. I said, I want to say Heat and Six, but no, I think Heat and Seven. And so, you know, this is all working out. I should have put money down on it. I'm telling you, man. Um, and I correctly picked Denver in the West. Uh, I was mm-hmm. one game off there, though. Uh, I thought they'd, uh, they'd thought that the, the poor Lakers would get at least one game. But uh, I'm, 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 I'm doing well, I think. But we'll, we'll see how tonight goes down. You're absolutely right. I mean, you know. The Heat are, uh, the Celtics are at home. They they, they they deserve probably to be favored in this game. I haven't even looked at the line uh, for tonight. Have you, Matt? What is it? Oh, minus uh, seven. Celtics will be favored by like six points. Yeah. Oh, there we go. So, you know, we, we'll see. Obviously, you know, the, the, if the Celtics can get rolling, the home crowd will help them. But I'm telling you, man, if they're not, it's going to start. Uh, it's it's the tight sphincters, man. I was talking about the the yep. the, the, the It's going to be. I, at the end of the day, though, please, I don't want it to be another Boston blowout. I don't, I don't want no. that because or, or Heat. Or, Let's well, get another good I, game. I, I, I want, I'm, I'm, I want my Heat sort of, you know, up by twelve with three minutes prediction to come true. But if it's not, just give us another close game because, yep. I mean, the, the down the wire game seven games. That's the most high intensity playoff basketball you can you can get. And uh, trip to yep, the NBA yep. Finals online. Trip to fucking be the first team to ever come back from 0-3 on the line. Um, mm-hmm. This is, uh, yeah, this is gonna be crazy, man. This is uh, 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 turned out to be an amazing series when I thought it'd be over quickly. Uh, so yeah, yeah, g- good sure. for the Celtics, making it more fun for us. Well, uh, we're gonna move on here. We're gonna be back. And Jordan, I'm declaring it right now. I don't care if you're busy. You're gonna make time. Wednesday, baby. We're gonna be previewing the NBA Finals. Let's we're gonna go. be giving our oh, full yeah. predictions. So uh, let's yeah. dial in because uh, June Wednesday 1st, special. that Thursday, that's uh, that's gonna be game one. Yeah, Wednesday special. Uh, you hope you guys have been liking the sporadic, uh, sporadic <laughs> yeah, uploading well, last schedule. Week, yeah, uh, last week was weird, but we're we're back on no, track. You guys now, love it. it. It's good. No, uh, the big dogs. The big dogs make their own hours. Yep. Uh, but. The big dogs also want to hold some scrutiny because we've been some of the uh, the biggest uh, referee haters and uh, you know doubters for uh, uh, for quite some time. We've been on that bullshit way before the podcast was uh, was announced, mm-hmm. and uh, 
Eric Lewis, man. We might have to see you in the streets, bitch. Uh, I mean, this guy, uh, for no, everyone who doesn't it. know, uh, NBA official uh, Eric Lewis was uh, just recently found to have a, a Twitter burner account uh, where he essentially defended all of his bad calls, uh, you know, defended all of his biases. And the biggest thing is, and this isn't just like, like this one has been rumored. Like, this is the funniest part is that people who already have this guy on the radar uh, because him and his family are outward giant Boston Celtics fans. And uh, the last game he officiated was Denver, uh, Denver versus Lakers game one, Western Conference Finals. Yep. And uh, you know he's he's actually one of the more like like well known and highly regarded referees that are currently in the NBA right now, yep. which is kind of crazy. Yep. Uh, and but the, he was also actually, if you uh, go back, there's a, a clip of him. Uh, it, 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 I think it was actually one of the Heat's uh, first wins. Uh, yeah. So maybe he has one, but uh, it was Jimmy Butler making that uh, that shot, and then he does the eye roll, looking his head back. That was a, a viral yep. one. But uh, essentially, a lot of people, and uh, you know, I think at this point it's kind of hard to argue, think that he maybe has uh, helped the the, the the Celtics. I believe the record uh, under his uh, his officiating crew is twenty two and four wow. in favor of the Celtics, uh, which is. Pretty insane stat, uh, all things considering. And we've seen this with Donahue uh, way, way back. Uh, you know, the, the, the NBA officials are not exactly the, uh, how should I put this lightly? Uh, they aren't the most credible people in the world. Uh, a lot of them seem to be assholes and liars and cheats. Uh, and this is my biggest gripe with them. Not only that he was fucking around the league, not only that he's been doing all this shit, and I, like... If I was an and this may this just speaks to how how great of a person I am, how how stoic I am, yep. and how respectful I am. Uh, but my love and passion for the game and equal play and the the uh, my my admiration for the undying spirit and competition. <laughs> yeah, there we go. And perseverance. I could never make bias calls like that. I could never do it, Jordan. Even if the Raptors, the NBA you're finals. You're not a man, man. Uh, you you're know, not a man. You someone, don't know what it's like to make they, tough decisions to feed your family, man. You don't know I, what it's like, man. But, Buddy, unless he's got money on it, I'm not helping him out on this one. This is uh, this is a bitch made cat. That's my opinion. I just don't uh, I I don't respect it. I don't like it. And uh, I mean, if he's still refereeing in the NBA next year, I mean, this is uh, this is a, a really tough one for him to come back to. And I, I really 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 hope that, that Adam Silver, who you know, we might have to have a, a full, and this might be something we'll save for the off season, but. Can we we might have to start booing Adam Silver because he's kind of a, also an alien looking bitch and <laughs> so uh, he hasn't really been he's been pretty bad. I mean, literally, I think everyone was just like, "Oh my God, okay, David Stern's been finally replaced because you know he kind of had a bit of a reign of terror." But yep. I kind of miss Stern, which is crazy. Because, <laughs> I miss Stern. I'm, like, not, I, I, I'm this, not afraid to admit it. I, he would he would have shit whipped into shape right now. I'll tell you that much. Silver, uh, you're you're really close to being on like Batman and Goodell territory, man. <laughs> yes. And uh, it's 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 really not that close. But I mean, before we get into all that, Jordan, I mean, I, I want to get your takes. I mean, Eric Lewis, uh, you you think that uh, he 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 did nothing wrong? That's what I'm getting from you. You love it. You like the uh, the the bias. I love it, man. I think they should all just have their own. Forget burners. Just have your own account. And just tweet out what you think. You know. I would respect that more. Uh, that's true. Yeah, it's actually. Well, I mean. You know, not Kevin Durant, same thing. <laughs> yes, yes. But also, people pointing out like the way his fucking tweets on that account were phrased. No way he's writing that shit. He's getting his son to translate or something because that was all mm-hmm. uh, young person uh, lingo. Uh, unless he's unless he's way cooler than we think, Eric Lewis. I don't Maybe know. He's running it. He's running it through like an AI, <laughs> like a millennial AI <laughs> generator. Like, yeah, he's, he's he always puts uh, you know get the fuck out of here at the end of all of his uh, tweets. Mm-hmm. So you know, well, maybe, maybe that's just how he is. Uh, I respect it either way. Love you. Uh, you know, I I love. Love I just you. love the idea that, that he cares enough to go and do this. I mean, it's a, it, 
how many people are even going to read those comments? Like, why? Wh- I don't understand yeah. why he's even doing this. I mean, he's going to, you know, I, I it's you know, re- reply to random ass tweets. Like, I, I, I don't know what goes Guilty through content. his head. But um, you know, I, not that I, I, I don't know if I respect it, but you know, it's 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 fun. It's funny. Um, you know, mm-hmm. the, the if if refs are going to have you know, if we're going to have weird players with weird personalities. Let the refs do it too, man. I mean, just, just, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, you know, there's, there's nothing from those tweets though, that like puts any sort of doubt on how he is as an official, at least in my mind, from no, what I've no, seen. Yeah. So like, it's not like they're just they're, him defending himself. Yeah. Is more the issue. The, the, the problem is that the league doesn't allow them to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. So he's breaking a, a, a little workplace rule. He's Which have is to go also chill. talk to him and uh, him and uh, Ime are gonna have to go to the have an HR meeting. <laughs> Which is also uh, you know even even just that like you're not allowed to defend yourself. I mean the the league fucking is it because the league inexplicably always backs their officials, so someone's already on on them. Like the the league will never fucking say anything wrong about an official, even when they you know last yeah. two minute record they've blown up calls. So like. I don't know even what the big deal is. I mean, obviously, Daryl Morey leak the uh, leak the Eric Lewis tape. <laughs> Man, it's just like I, I uh, yeah. I mean, it's it, 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 it's hilarious. We'll we'll see. Yeah, if he has any fucking if there's any disciplinary fucking action taken against him. But I mean, mm-hmm. you know what? I I love it. But yeah, don't don't hide behind a burner, man. Just you know, er, er, I want everyone. Um, you Hear know, that shit out. Uh, just just yeah, uh, freaking. Uh, <laughs> Who's the, the smoke? Who's the fucking? Who's the extender? Who's the guy that uh, Chris Paul couldn't get a win against? Um, Scott Foster. Scott Foster. Get him on there. I mean, I, I, maybe they all have mm-hmm. burners, and we just you know we have we 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 oh, have to sure discover them. But I mean, it's just so pretty much every every NBA player says that they all have burners. But now. It's such a it, but for refs, it's such a fucking boomer thing to do. Like I'm gonna go on right. here and I'm gonna I'm gonna show them. It's like yeah, yeah. No, no one's reading your uh, your replies to these tweets, buddy. Um, but uh, yeah. you know, go off, I guess. Don't tell them that, man. <laughs> The the tweet the tweet view count says five thousand. So what do you say? All right. Uh, I, I, That's I mean, not bad. It's a, Decent reach. It's definitely not. It's definitely not bots. But I mean, yeah. Yeah, it's it's, a, it's probably the, the author reading. It. Uh, but to move on here, finish up the podcast. Uh, moving away from Eric Lewis and his bullshit, uh, as well as Game Seven of the Celtics and Heat, the Bucks. Hey, remember them? They were supposed to make some noise in the Eastern Conference, uh-huh. and they lost to the Miami Heat in the first round. Uh, after firing Coach Bud, uh, they made a big move, poached Raptors assistant coach Adrian Griffin, and now made him, they're uh, officially uh, made them uh, the new head coach of the Milwaukee Bucks. Yep. His first head coaching stint in the NBA, uh, former uh, assistant coach with the Bucks, uh, as well as a former player at the end of uh, his brief uh, NBA career. Yep. Uh, an interesting move here for the, uh, the uh, again, a team with, Big, 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 big championship aspirations, mm-hmm. and probably will have championship aspirations uh, until Giannis decides to move on or uh, you know retire. This is a a crazy like I, I I was pretty stunned that this was the direction they wanted to move in, uh, and you know Nick Nurse was in contention for this as well, uh, which is uh, you know interesting. They decided to kind of go with the understudy on this one, um, but. All, all in all, he is a good mind. He's bringing in a fresh face. He's definitely going to be different from Bud. That, that's for sure if you're just looking for a kind of a culture change. But yep. it is interesting that they bring in a guy who X's and O's wise might not be the best fit for them because, you know, you're going to need a guy who knows how to deal with high-pressure situations, NBA Finals-type situations. Yep. I don't know if Adrian Griffin's going to be that guy. Not saying he can't learn on the job and maybe he is ready for this and all that jazz, but... I don't know if bringing in a guy just because he has deep ties to your organization is a good enough reason 
to actually, you know, want to make him the head coach of a team that's supposed to be contending for a title. Uh, I think maybe this is a, a bit of a reach and could, back, could could kind of blow up in their faces if it doesn't go right. But, yeah. uh, I mean, Adrian Griffin showed that, you know, he's got a lot of potential as a coach uh, with the with the Raptors. So I'm I'm hoping that, and, you know, to be honest, I, I thought maybe that the Raptors would be able to scoop him, just promote him up. Yeah. But uh, it doesn't look like they want to promote within, uh, which should uh, indicate, and we're going to get into the Raptors side of this uh, in a couple of seconds, but indicate that maybe there's going to be more shakeups over there. But overall, Jordan, I mean, Adrian Griffin, new head coach of the, the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, I mean, how are we feeling on this one? Well, you know, c- congrats to Adrian Griffin. Obviously, he was, you know, with the Raptors for a while, and he was, you know, he was, he was, clearly... he was a part of the Raptors, the Raptors, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, yeah, and <laughs> he was, he was, you know, clearly, um, you know, one of those guys. You know, uh, uh, anything I ever heard was, you know, that the players love him. Like there's certain, you know, assistant mm-hmm. coaches and, and and guys that just, you know, ha- have that reputation. And also, great, great for the league. You know, hiring another uh, or or obtaining another black head coach, uh, which is finally starting to happen yep, now yep. after so many years of you know, basically them all being white, uh, inexplicably, you know, through the nineties and, and 2000s. Um, I think, I think even now it's hey, where those, those who can't do coach, man, that's what they say. Well, and well, I, I think we're at, at the point, uh, now where it's like half and half, I think, or, or it was like, you know, between black yeah. and white coaches, I'm not sure I'd have to look at it, but you know, there's, you know, going back in time, you know, Dwayne Casey, all, all, all the guys kind of, you know, trailblazing at that position, you know, that's a, a great thing for, for Adrian Griffin. And, uh, I, I think he deserves it, and he kind of he's kind of like um, to, to me has the same vibe as like uh, you know Darvin Ham, like former player who was never uh, you know anything special in the league, um, but you know can uh, again I don't think it's a coincidence that the former players who who move on to be assistants have this good relationship with the current players. Like there's just a certain sort of you know thing like. You're you're going to connect with Adrian Griffin more than you would Bud or Nick Nurse because those guys are way yeah. older. They they never really played at a high level. They were never in the league. Um, hey, come on, yeah, Nick Nurse used to shoot threes uh, in in England, bro. That's true, but uh, you know I I going to respect that. And and I think I think it's telling that that's who Milwaukee has gone to, like a guy like that, um, because I think yeah, it's just it's just a completely different look than Bud. Like it, I think I think mm-hmm. Bud again his, his reputation is a guy who came from the fucking pop coaching tree and was very yeah. staunch in what he did. He just kind of like, this is, yep. this is what we're going to do. We're going to play it, play out our game plan until we get the results we want. Uh, you know, adjustment, making an adjustment won't necessarily help us. Making an adjustment after the game because <laughs> he doesn't know how to do them during the game. Correct, yes. Everyone get, hey, guys, come on, help me out after the game. Yeah, versus, the tape, boys. versus you look at a guy, uh, you know, we'll see what Adrian Griffin is like as a coach, but a guy like Darvin Ham, a guy like Ty Lue, all these guys are used to play, know what it, t- like, I think they, they have a better understanding of sort of the, the, the little sort of intricacies within the game in terms of how to make those little adjustments and make those little sort of tweaks um, as things are going, uh, and I, I just think those guys tend to be a little bit better at doing that, rather than you know the guys who kind of you know are, have have been coaches forever and kind of think the game. Um, you know they 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 uh, you know sometimes it can feels like they've lost a little bit of their feel for the game. So I, I we'll see how Adrian Griffin does. I have I have all the confidence that you know he, he's going to be a good head coach, but you know mm-hmm. and he's walking into an amazing situation. Like he's a lot of head coaches you know get promoted and you know. Look at fucking Silas. He took the reins in Houston. That did not go well. But you know that that's yeah. a completely different situation for Griff. He's, he's got you know inheriting the number one seed in the Eastern Conference, and and uh, yeah, I think 
I think that the the you know we, we said it as as soon as the Bucks got out, they needed a new voice, um, and uh, yeah, I, I think that's the right way to go. Just a, it's going to be a completely different look than Bud, and and we'll see if it 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 garners completely different results. Like they they might run their yeah. shit completely differently. Like I, I I'm I'm not leaving anything uh, you know any everything's on the table for Milwaukee going into next year. Mm-hmm. They might do a a whole fucking overhaul. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to see how he does it. And yeah, I mean how it pertains to the Raptors. I mean. Also, Nick Nurse, after it was announced that Griffin was 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 uh, hired, you know, Shams is like after Nick Nurse pulled out of the process. I'm like, okay, did you really, Nick, or are you just trying to cover your ass here? It, no, that that was the Milwaukee. That was, that was the uh, the Bucks coaching version of the uh, the the open job at, uh, at in the New York office in the office uh, where uh, where Michael Scott withdraws yes, yes, from consideration yes. after he's told he doesn't get the job. That was pretty much the exact same situation. Exactly. So so. Do you accept my do you, Nick Nurse? Do you accept my my resignation? Yes, Nick, we do. Oh man. So yeah. So yeah. I mean, well. Classic Nick. I mean, think he he's just uh, in my mind just going, falling further yeah. and further down as a, Man, as a person. You know, you know, he had he had all the green uh, the green uh, <laughs> Nick Nurse hats already made up. He was ready yeah. to go. He's got to have all this merch, man. What is he gonna do with yeah, it? Yeah, he's probably got like three concerts set up uh, in Milwaukee <laughs> yeah. over the summer because you know that's yeah. all what he fucking cares about. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, so who knows what happened We're going there? All the way from Illinois to Wisconsin, <laughs> baby. Woo! But you know, we'll, we'll like the. I, I, I don't know what's going on with the Raptors most of all that. I mean, that's why the, the, the Griffin thing, as, as much as that's great, whatever, like, I didn't necessarily... You know, this is actually, I'm, I'm fucking terrified. Well, I didn't want them to hire from within. I didn't want that. I wanted no. them to just... They've, they already did that, you know, with, with Nick Nurse, and I'm like, as much as... But I, I didn't expect Adrian Griffin to, to leave. I mean, he's a great coach. I thought maybe mm-hmm. we'd hire someone and we'd keep him on. But the fact that he's gone, the rest of the coaching staff is apparently gone too. Like, no one's still around. And now it's I don't just think like, it's, what's, what's, no one's going to be around. It's going to be a ghost town. Well, like, what, what, what the fuck? Scotty, Scotty and the ghost. That's what's going to be. Well, I, I just, I, I, I don't know what to do. And I mean, I mean, we can get into the Raptors coaching search. JJ Redick, really? Um, I mean, I, I don't know what to sure. say, man. I don't know what to say. This one's already locked up. I'm telling you right now, Steve Nash is going to be the next coach of the Raptors. Honestly, it's done. It's a done deal. I don't care. No, fuck that. I know you hate him. I think it's (laughs) cool. The legacy play, man. The legacy play. It's cool, but they're going to suck. He doesn't... So what? Yeah. They they said that he really impressed them in their meetings. You know, he's got the Canadian ties. They were never able to actually get him there as a a player. You know, he almost went there instead of the Lakers. But, I mean, I can't really blame him for trying that in the failed super team. But... This is dark times, Raptors fans. Just get your get your uh, non-perishable supplies. Uh, you know, put your flag put your put your flagpole down now. Cement your <laughs> your stance as a as a Raptors fan because it's gonna get ugly. All these, all, like we've talked about, the bandwagoners being trimmed off. Uh, you know, as we've gone uh, gone through the the last few troubling seasons, this is gonna be a real testing season. This is gonna be an interesting one because it could could go. A million different one ways, uh, and you know, depending on the, who they officially name as the head coach, yep. that could be a big change. So we want to let you guys know when we're uploading next. It's going to be Wednesday, but if we forget, we're going to let you guys know at Big Dog Ball <laughs> Talk. So forget. be sure to check us out at Big Dog Ball Talk. Wednesday, we are going to be doing our NBA Finals picks, predictions, preview, all of it. Denver Nuggets versus... Who knows? Boston Celtics, Miami Heat. We're going to wait and see. But well, be sure to follow right. us at Big Dog Ball Talk. TikTok, Instagram... Facebook even. Twitter is where we're most active at Big Duck Ball Talk. So give us a follow. Uh, And we will be back to 
recap the NBA Finals. Jordan, we're almost here. Season two of Big Dog Ball Talk almost complete as well. Uh, this has been a, a wild ride. Thank you, everybody, for joining us once again. It's Matt Eichel, Jordan Fleet, Big Dog Ball Talk. And as my good friend Jordan always says. Okay, Matt, I'm, I'm, I'm not in my home. I'm going to read you a poem because it's right here on the wall, okay? I'm going to read all of you a poem. Uh, it's called Winter Haiku, okay? You know it's hot yeah, as it's fuck in Montreal right now. It's like 30 degrees. Yes, Winter Haiku. Machine, machine washable. <laughs> machine dryable, cool. You lovable, warm. I don't even think that was great. Like, I, I don't think that was the right amount of syllables, man. Like, I'm not a poet, Look, man, but that, that seems like dog just, shit, man. It didn't make any sense it's, either. It's a nice little frame poem. You, you know what? It, that's, that's actually a frame poem. It, that's not just like you reading like the tied uh, tied pods, uh, no. like the back of it. Like this is for real. No, it's in front uh, of me. I'm at someone else's. I, I'm at someone else's like home office doing this. Um, mm. and I, Deliberate offense to whoever that is. That poem sucks. Look, someone wrote that. It was probably a kid. Um, yeah, but uh, you kid sucks. Uh, machine dryable, cool. You lovable, warm, Matt. Um, you know, and 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 all of you, you lovable, warm. Thank you. Come, come and get your love. <laughs> <laughs>